Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. you about something that's really important to me yes of course i am making a lot of interesting decisions in that i don't understand why i'm an early bird who makes late night plans yeah that's not really a good move huh yeah it's not as someone who like whose ideal bedtime would be seven o'clock at night (laughs) i do keep seeing tweets and you're like how do people stay past 9 p.m i'm like this is the most unrelatable content i've ever seen on (laughs) (laughs) twitter.com but here's the thing so i did just shower hi welcome into twilight and i have a face mask on but um, (laughs) it's a good mood but here's the thing when I shower, it's usually at like five o'clock in the morning when I roll out of bed and I'm making decisions in the shower at five o'clock in the morning for late night plans. And that's <laughs> not effective, right? Because no. at five o'clock in the morning when I'm trying to wake up in the shower, I'm like, eh, do I really want to shave? And it's like, if I am deciding to shave in the morning, it's like, uh, if I miss a spot, who cares, right? <laughs> and it's like, it's not a big deal. But then if I'm going out, at like eight o'clock at night and I notice, oh fuck, I missed a whole row. <laughs> it's like my whole left leg is just literally like Izzy on Grey's Anatomy when she's like crying in bed and she's like, I got too tired and just like didn't shave one of my legs. <laughs> like that is me. Because I decided 13 hours ago to make decisions for future me. And it's like, why? Why am I doing this to myself? There should be, like, a checkpoint, like, in the middle of your day to be like, okay, if I'm going to be up for the next six hours, I got to make sure and go out, got to make sure that all the mistakes that I made in the morning have been fixed before that. That's such a good idea, Cody. Yeah. If I had time, like, a little afternoon nap, and then, like, right before I walk out of the door, I would just hit this, like, invisible wall and be like, hey, have you checked to make sure that... Before you go, um... (laughs) One, have you reapplied deodorant? And two, you know that little spot by your ankle that you always miss when you're shaving? Do you really want to let that like little patch keep growing today if you're going out? So, I don't know. Maybe this isn't relatable content for anyone, but that's just where I'm at this morning. Hi, welcome to Into the Twilight. Hello. <laughs> welcome to our so- podcast about the daily inconveniences of being up at 8 p.m., Seriously, but it's just like, I'm so tired. And it's like, at that point, I don't care, but I care a little bit. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, like, I tried so hard from my ankle up to my calf. And then it's like, oh, I forgot. Your knee is still part of your leg. (laughs) Whoops. Ah, shit. And I mean, to be fair, like, it's still the winter. So, like, who cares? And also, there's still a lot of people that don't shave, which, like, that's also, like, pay jerky. Who cares, you know? And it, it, seriously, like, and it's like, who cares, right? But also, I have a lot of arm tattoos, and so I shave my arms for that, because yeah. it's like, I want to see my tattoos. Sure. And so it's like, 
I can't just let a part of my forearm just keep growing there. Ow, stop. Like, just, you need to just do the damn thing. Anyway, that's just where I'm at this morning. Oh, no, that was really informative. So, hi, welcome to my beauty routine this morning. (laughs) How are you doing this morning, Cody? Um, I am very good. Damn, well, fucking share your secrets, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, because I, like, I woke up mere minutes ago in, like, yeah. a fever dream, like, half listening to the audiobook, half, like, waking up. <laughs> um, so, really, who's to say what was a dream and what was not? Yeah, but, um, that's fair. I got coffee, so that's all that matters, and my soul is waking up. Yeah. I think that we just did a Folgers advertisement. That's true. If I was drinking Folgers, I would be getting so much money right now. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it's been too many episodes when I haven't talked about how much I love the smell of coffee for someone that does not drink coffee. Yeah, let's go for it. Why not? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> welcome to, to <laughs> Coffee with Twilight. Okay, anything else to uh, <laughs> Come on. I just, I fucking love the smell of coffee. I want that smell for always. But I just, I can't get that caffeine near me without my body having a negative reaction. No. And it's a hard line to draw. You live in a rough city, (laughs) in a rough state and general area of the country to not be able to drink coffee. One, you write. Yeah. But it's really helpful when everyone that I adore drinks coffee so I can just hang out with them and smell what they're drinking in a nice. non-creepy way. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, can I can I get away from that cup over there? Yeah. Can I just put my schnauzer just like real close to whatever like you're right drinking? Right in there. <laughs> yeah. And then I just drink whatever the hell I want. So, but it's great because I don't have to share, and they don't have to share, <laughs> and it's perfect. It works out great. Welcome into the twilight. We hate sharing. <laughs> That's literally... Hi, welcome to me being an only child. <laughs> like, I don't, I've tried really hard as being an adult to learn how to do that, but it's still a very, like, learned practice for me. Oh, my God. I don't know <laughs> what it is to share. Uh, so, anyway, I want to share some knowledge that we have gained over the past week that is very related to our podcast for once. Hi, welcome to the first 10 minutes when we actually have relatable content for this. And But I would love for you to go first this week. Oh boy. Okay. So this is um, in the Fifty Shades realm of yeah. our related content, which I hate is now part of our brand. A look I into guess. the future. A l- but if you are not aware, I work in the costume retail business. <laughs> Damn. And when it's not prime costume season, um, a lot of times it's, like, masks, especially now, because it's, like, Mardi Gras or, like, masquerade parties and, like, New Year's stuff and, like, whatever. So one of those times, we had this, I had this lovely lady come in, and she was like, I need a bunch of masks, and they all need to be gray, and they're all going to be great. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's, cool, let's figure this out. And then I was like, so what is this thing for? What are you doing? And turns out... She is, like, a party planner and is hosting this, like, giant balls-to-the-walls fucking 50 free watch party that includes, like, 
liquor and like liquor cupcakes like a hundred people are going she's got like four <sighs> naked men or half naked men that are just like oiled up and ready to go and take photos with at a photo booth um and they are wearing some of the masks and because you know you gotta be with the theme it was just <sighs> so ridiculous like they were all like gonna party and like get fucking wasted and then all go see this movie <sighs> it just uh it was so, so beautiful though it was so beautiful and she was just so genuinely excited about it. Well, one, I'm happy about that. Of course. Because it's hard to find anyone who comes in in a retail experience that's happy. That is, so ha- that is correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> one, thank you for sharing that experience, and I'm happy that it was a good experience for you. Now, I have a- approximately 25 follow-up questions. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. So, <laughs> did she mention anything about guns? No. Okay. Good. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to like expose myself as someone who's never like seen anything. I was kind of like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Although she didn't really talk like extensively about it. I didn't want to like showcase my lack of knowledge of being like. So what's with the guns? Are there <laughs> is there murder? I don't understand. So that's fair. My other concern, I guess, yeah. is I feel really bad for the movie theater employees that are going to have to deal with this whole group of <laughs> shwasted people. Like 96 people, she said. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot fathom that. And it's, you know it's just going to be like 20-somethings, right? That are no, just she was like, a bit older. No, like the employees for oh, the movie the employees, theater. Oh, the employees, yeah. Who yeah. are just like, I just want to get through this day. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. And I just, I hope that they, their response to getting horny in the theater isn't just, like, throwing up immediately from all that alcohol. Yeah, maybe. But that sounds like a great time for them, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't, I guess Hey, Allie, want to come to my Fifty Shades party? (laughs) No. No, I don't. But thank you. I, this is I where can't. the friendship, this is where we draw the line of friendship, huh? This is where it's it not, it's not that. This it's is just, the limit. This is the limit. <laughs> it's not that. I definitely want to support you in all of your dreams and wishes and <laughs> sexual proclivities. Sure. It's that I physically, for my em- like employment, I don't <laughs> think that I can be seen at one of those spaces. <laughs> um, you know, that's Because fair. here... I know it's my voice and it's my brand, but it's not my face. And so I can sort of pretend that I'm not doing it. Great. This is terrifying. And I want to stop talking about it immediately. Great. I asked her to tag us in photos, so hopefully I'll be able to get some Oh my God. Yes. That's all I want. Okay, great. That's lovely. And thank you so much. Okay. Of course. So the other thing, and I didn't know this, but I'm so happy that it came and stumbled upon my lap, is that one of my friends all of a sudden started listening to our podcast. So hi, thank you. Hey. You're probably listening right now. Told me that they were an extra in the first Twilight movie. How did you not know this? Listen, hey. This is your whole brand. I know. I know. And also, I'm a little shocked that, like, you know, not everyone that you, like, grew up with or, like, no, was Twilight, you know? Like, that's true. I feel like it should be more common. That's true. So, this kind of stumbled into my Facebook 
messenger during the process of them getting caught up on our podcast Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to share so the story was uh, that they were an extra in the first Twilight movie so naturally I had a whole bunch of questions Uh and the story was that this person was in the school hallway scenes and that they were in the biology scene with the golden onion. Wow, and so important. <laughs> I know, like the most important. So that's fantastic. And I love that a lot because those ones were local. So that's perfect. Love it. Um, I know exactly where those are shot. So that's like super close to my heart. What? But the backstory on this is that my friend who was in these scenes as an extra mentioned that they gave up going to Paris to be in this movie. Wow. Which like Ugh. iconic. <laughs> you know, uh, my heart says that that's a bad move, but also like, Wow. What a thi- what a story, you know. That's such a like Hills moment too, you know, like such a Lauren Conrad, like the girl who didn't go to Paris, yeah. but a local <laughs> version of yeah. the girl who didn't go to Paris to be in the Twilight movie. Yeah, so I love it. I'm so glad that I personally know someone that was in the movie, and I'm sure that honestly I know some other extras who just haven't come forward and mm. shared their stories, but. That was such a treat and such a delight to see. Facebook is such a hellhole, but to open up and see that made me really happy. Would you like to talk about some current events with me? Let's do it. Perfect. Which one would you like to talk about first? Let's travel down to our favorite news site, The Christian Post. Oh, it's been a while, you know, but sometimes you just need that. I can't. I can't. But it's it's so hard not to say GCF, you know? Yeah, I've been missing some good Christian fun, you know? Oh, God. we got to stop paying them money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Our Patreon is going exclusively to them now. God. Oh, oh, well. It's fine. So this Christian Post piece, a piece, art piece, what is it? Article? Who knows? <laughs> um, a performance art <laughs> I think that's I think that's it really. It's it is performance art because what it's letting us know is that Katy Perry and our pats were spotted quote making out in LA. I just I wanna know what that means. I also wanna know what that means. I have I guess because the, the reason they do that, I guess, is because, like, later down in one of the graphs, there's, like, a quote that's, like, they were making out, the source stated. But that's that's the whole source. But, like, I guess because they were referencing, like, the quote, they were, like, oh, well, we have to, like, put it in quotes as well for the title, which is, like, what you do in a headline. But it's, like, you don't have to do that if it's just, like, the only, this is, the only phrases they were making out. You can just paraphrase that. <laughs> Right, and this headline exactly. is already paraphrasing it. You don't have to be like, they were quote-unquote making out according to a source who told us this in their real voice and with their words. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, you can just say making out. It's fine. Yeah, I and this is another one this past week where a majority of the sources have been that they've been together and they've been spotted kissing. And then there's mm-hmm. one or two that are like, hey, hey, stop this. They're definitely not together. Please stop. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure that's just our pets, right? Like, guys, please. Yeah. Because then he gets rid of his, like, loner boy cred, you know? It's like, oh, if you're happy and making out, you can't be, like, sad boy anymore. Exactly. I just hope that they're happy, whatever it is. 
good on them. I was just telling Cody that Katy Perry was just in Portland Dang. and brought out Left Shark, which shout out to that. Wow, I love 2014. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that work. Yeah. Good yep. year. Good year to bring back in the year of our Lord. <laughs> yep. So I'm glad that in 2018 that can be a reference that people like scream over still oh god so that's great but all i want to know about that you know is is our here is he back in portland hey. and if so why didn't you hit me up why why didn't that happen i'm just saying you know like i know where the good pizza is here I'm <laughs> i just can saying. tell you where to go i know how to help you have a good time TM, TM, TM. You know, who's bad? So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> stop. No, you stop. I'm not having uh, a bad connection. I think I actually have to hang up. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> yeah, collaborate teen. Uh, you're making it very hard to collaborate teen. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> let's talk about the chemist. Let's do our due yeah. diligence with current events. Because this do one the is real actually- current events. So, Fickle Fish Films won't stop talking about this. <laughs> so, I feel like it's important for us to do our due diligence and discuss it. So, if you weren't aware, Steffi Meyer has written some things that aren't about Twilight. What? We haven't talked about them. <laughs> no. I tweeted a photo once, like a year ago, and that was it. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. yeah I would say that's, that's fine. That's all I needed to do. Usually, the things that Stephanie writes about that aren't about Twilight, they start with the. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's usually how you know. Actually, honestly, every other piece of writing that starts with the, Stephanie wrote it. Yep. That's so fair. that's usually a good a good way to f- kind of figure it out. So the host, the chemist, you know, the other bits, all of them, <laughs> she wrote them. Her but, favorite collection of essays, <laughs> the bits. The bits, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually a, a sex education Peace. Wow, really progressive for Stephanie, actually. <laughs> it actually just says wait until marriage. Um, it's <laughs> really, it's a really quick zine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But the chemist that she wrote, it's actually going to be adapted into a TV series. And, and that's, a, that's about it. That's all we have to say. Um, <laughs> it's created by, I guess, Tomorrow Studios? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of that before have you no but let me see what they've done (laughs) just do a quick google because i did a little bit of a google (laughs) because i've never uh done that before it's one of those names where it's like oh it just sounds like any other studio because it's just like two words that like make sense sure yeah they're on linkedin so that's hey let's look at their imdb oh it's a pro fuck okay yeah i clicked on that too and i was like "Uh uh-uh like, all right, this is fucking elitist. I didn't even <laughs> know that IMDb had a pro. So. Oh, yeah. It's actually really creepy. It's like, you could get, like, all sorts of contact information for, like, actors and shit. It's not. That's creepy. Okay, okay well, they're developing a live-action um, One Piece anime. So that's... And Cowboy Bebop. Jesus Christ. Every fucking wow. like, anime is now being a live-action from them. So then, um, now I have a question. Is the chemist going to be an anime? That's a good question. Because then I have... I have a few more questions, and I'm a little bit more interested. Yes. I don't know how Stephanie Meyer feels about anime, but I am very interested in that idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, chase your bliss, Stephanie. Get that yeah, money, I guess. Get that good. Good job. Yeah. 
Now, <laughs> I'm very excited about this last piece of news <laughs> that we have. Less so about the content and more so about where it's placed online. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Arguably so the, the greatest title, website. The best. Ever. The, the best, yeah. So the title of this piece written by Cameron Tyson is, Despite Popular Belief, Twilight is Fine. And it's like, <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's some good shit. Yeah, it's so, a nice little like, blog article thing. Yeah, it's good. Now, Cody... Where is this posted on the web? This is from brockpress.com, <laughs> also known as the Brock Press, which I can only assume is a website by Brocks for Brocks. Only Brocks, yep. And it's just so good. Like, it's, it's not going to come across as funny as we think it is, I think. No. But, <laughs> it is, but I do think it's very funny. It's like Brock. This is for Brocks. No, I think what's really important is if you could just do a quick Google while you're listening to this and just go to brockpress.com. Yeah. What's it, you really have to see it because on this website it says there's so many ads for like Brock student jobs and Brock suites and all of these things and I'm pretty sure it's some sort of campus or something, right? When you're just looking at it, the way that it comes off as is just like this like coven only for Brocks and like yeah. they only employ Brocks they only live with people that are Brocks and it's so Allie, beautiful Allie what everyone shut up <laughs> this is from the university is Brock University <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> I cannot believe Brock you oh my god we need to go to fucking what is this Ontario what is this and what like their their sports are the Badgers so like they're yeah. the Brock badgers uh, i'm following this twitter account <laughs> <laughs> and so i did need to while perusing this um beautiful beautiful website there is a section called student blogs yep one of them being horror scopes which and is i great. love it uh another being brock ali and another <laughs> being brocktopus this is the best school i've ever seen I, i'm transferring I, this is the journalism that i need all I can imagine of. is the only reason why this article is na- is by someone named Cameron is that they have to delineate who they are. They're all <laughs> named Brock, right? But they have to have, like, placeholder names, right? right? So it's like, instead of calling them, like, Brock 1 and Brock 2, it's like, <laughs> okay, no, you're, at this time, you are <laughs> called Cameron. Wow. And honestly, like, this is beautiful. So yeah. I'm so glad that at this university, they are discussing Twilight. I just need to read like two sentences or something from this piece Please that, go. that Cameron wrote because I don't understand why it's included, but I, it's just very important to me personally. From the lips of Brock 3, aka Cameron <laughs> Tyson, they write, My point is about the disparity between Twilight's mediocrity and the vitriol surrounding it is utterly ridiculous. Not only is there worse, but there's plenty that's worse that's enshrined in our pop culture. There's little or no outcry surrounding Michael Bay's Transformer series. People actually think Ernest Cline's Ready Player One is worth reading, and Limp Bizkit enjoyed a hugely successful career in the 90s. So, like, damn, Brock 3. Like, Brock 3. You're just, like, really coming for everyone's faves right now. Yeah, fucking go for all, all of them. Like, honestly, tear down every Limp Bizkit fan. Yeah. So, anyway, shout out to the Brock Press doing the Lord's work in 2018. That's all I have to say. 
That's really good. Thank okay. you, Brock. So let's go ahead and do a lightning round of these questions because we spent way more time on the Brock press than I expected, but I love it. I just love Brock. Thank you, Brock. So, okay, first question today. Vamp powers work by taking your biggest personality trait and intensifying them until they're super magical. So what would ours be? Oh, fuck. This gave me a fucking existential crisis. Yeah, shit. I should have looked at this previously. All I could think about is, for mine, like, maybe empathy, maybe compassion, but I feel like I'm just, like, jerking myself off by saying that. Like, I'm so empathetic. (laughs) But the only other thing I could think of was, like, having a lot of feelings. You know, like, just being like, ah! Like, I care about stuff, and that's all I could think about with that is like empathy or like compassion but that feels like such a like hi I'm applying to be Miss America right now (laughs) I'm applying Mm -hmm. to be what the fuck did I just say Uh, (laughs) here's my application to be it's on pink scented paper wow damn nice cut thanks so much welcome Uh, I don't know what would yours be just say the first thing that comes off your head. Don't please. I don't... I can't even think of a word. I don't... Uh... <laughs> All I can think about is from that BuzzFeed quiz where we did the... When you... One of the choices was like... Like IDK. <laughs> <laughs> can so I just maybe, do that for every answer? <laughs> but like... Maybe yours would be like... It's morphin time. Like you could just be a chameleon or something. Is that a personality trait, though? Maybe. Being really <laughs> effective in I social situations. Animorph. Oh, uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that that would be cool of just, like, yeah, sure. working really well in social situations, adapting to what people need. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to choose like your fucking Like, literal code switching, but, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, magical like code switching. Version. Yeah, I like it. That'd be fucking lit. That would Damn. save me so much anxiety. Are you kidding me? Real. Okay, next question. Where would each colon be in a D&D alignment chart? This is so, so extensive. Much. How the fuck does this chart work? Do you not know? No, I do, but it's just like it's not filled out, and so I don't understand. Okay, um, so like... Whichever one is the goodest of good, that's going to be Esme. Which which um, one is that? That's like... I think neutral good is like... Neutral good. You're like, you're like just good. Yeah. I think... Carlisle is lawful lawful good. Yes. And, okay, I'm going to, yeah, Emmett. Is good? Because he's kind of like, he's like a little rambunctious, but for like good reasons. Yeah, he's good. Okay, let's do neutrals. (sighs) Fuck. Okay. Who is the most bland and basic? (laughs) Probably Edward. I mean, if we're being honest, like him now not like him earlier but like him now right especially because he knows what everybody's thinking you know yeah he's just kind of vessel for everyone else's like literally and ideas yeah so he's neutral i'm thinking chaotic neutral probably alice yeah just because like for the most part she's fine lawful (laughs) see this is hard right because I would say both of them are neutrals. Right. But they're... I don't think Rosalie would be neutral necessarily. Oh, I guess you're right. I think she's probably like... Is she chaotic though? Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like chaotic evil is too much of a stretch. But also, like... (laughs) I mean, 
I guess it's evil has such a connotation in our culture. I think she, no, but I think she's lawful evil. I think she's lawful evil because like, like getting revenge on the fucking dude that like wronged that's her. That's true. All the dudes that wronged her and like all that shit and like doing shit for like. I don't want to say the greater good, but, like, also, like, kind of revenge, but also, like, in a way that, like, is, like... In it for her. Yeah, in it for her, and also, like, justified, kind of, you know? Yeah, lawful is all about that justice, right? So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, like, almost, like, killing the babe. So, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, Well, then maybe... Okay, so then maybe chaotic neutral or chaotic evil would be Jasper. Yeah, just because he's such that. a wild card. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna. He's just all that. of the chaos, just on any given day. It's like he is. He is chaos. One? He's trying his best, but let's be honest, he is chaos. He's trying so uh, hard. He is. He is. And he has to have credit for that. Okay. Now I love this question because it's not really a question. It just made me laugh. So if Edward can read everyone's thoughts and. Aro can read the thoughts of anyone he touches. Does it create a positive feedback loop if Aro <laughs> touches Edward? Who starts screaming like a looped loudspeaker first? Oh my god. I'm just imagining like, you know when they put like two iPhones together and just had Siri go off and they just keep yeah. talking to each other and they just keep screaming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like that a lot. So I just thought that this was a really funny comment and I loved it a lot. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because I, they, we had that moment in New Moon, right? Where they just kind of feed off of each other. Sure. And now all I can think about is like a Siri and a Siri or a Siri and Alexa just like going off on each right. other. So I love that. So thank you. Would you like to talk about breaking down with me? Yeah, boy. Perfect. Great. <laughs> we have a little bit of a break from where we left off with 31 and 32. And when we start off with chapter 33, forgery, this time, which is nice. nice. So, chapter 33, this time, starts off with Charlie being a little unamused, which honestly... <laughs> like, hey, guys. <laughs> I missed it, you know? Yeah. It's good. It's been so long since we had, like, a lot of Charlie content, and so yeah. it's reassuring to get some of it back in the situation. So the way that this chapter starts is with Bella and Charlie making plans for the crew to go over to the house. And he's so over all the supernatural stuff, even though he doesn't know all of the situation. And it's such a mood. (laughs) I love it a lot. There's just some subtle, oh, I'm such a man who doesn't know how to cook. Look at me. Um, Which is a little gross. I don't know anything. Like, hey, stop. I know. It's just like, get some Postmates, Charlie, and figure it out. God. It's the worst. Like, you've, there's got to be some DiGiorno's in Forks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yep. So, we also find out that Charlie and Billy are having a spat. <laughs> a little bit of a spat. <laughs> what we can only assume is because there's a woman involved, a.k.a. Sue, which is gross. Sue. So Stephanie just, like, really needs to have a quote-unquote love triangle involved, even though it's not a love triangle. And obviously, Um, the love triangle in question here is Charlie, Billy, Carlisle. Like, obviously, that's from the beginning. Like, fucking... Right. Don't try to distract us. Yeah, Sue's fine. Just leave Sue out of this. I'm sure Sue's great. Yeah. Sue's the fucking beard, and that's fine. Exactly. I see through it. See through it. Exactly. 
So during all of this, we find out a few things anyway. So we know that there's 27 vampires in the Cullen house, which is like, <laughs> holy shit. And we also find out about Bella's aftercar, which is a Ferrari that Jacob is completely lusting over and has no chill about. <laughs> Jacob wants to fuck this car. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> He's like torn between Renesme and this car. And it's gross. <laughs> real car, yeah. But it's a whole like soap opera episode. It's a lot. During all this, when they're planning and driving over to Charlie's house, we do get some, we get a little bit more information on the Romanians that we were teased about during the last chapter. Mm. And I just want to take a brief moment to discuss their nicknames, which are not really thought out, but they're just <laughs> very good. <laughs> like, did you even try, Steph? Really? Like, Dracula 1 and Dracula what? 2. Dracula 2. <laughs> Which I might uh, just be calling you for the rest of time. Yeah, that's fair. that's uh, very aren't, good. Aren't we really just Dracula one and Dracula two? Aren't we just creeptacularing through our lives? You know. Sorry. <laughs> that's what she says. Like she says that Dracula one and Dracula two are creeptacular, and it's like, wow, this got past phrase. your editor. Yeah. What the fuck? God. No one thought that was, like, a red flag or something. Like, that's, like, not even, like, the red underline being like, hey, this isn't a word. <laughs> so that sentence of say what you want, I still think Dracula 1 and Dracula 2 are creeptacular, has 728 highlights. Wow. Bad. That's not so good. So bad. Why? That. We haven't had a lot of popular highlights in a while, but that's the one, folks. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed by all of you. So this whole section, we get like 15 pages about the Romanians as they're driving over to Charlie's house. But I wanted to take a brief moment and talk about the fact that they are almost petrified and that's why their skin is different than everybody else's. <sighs> because, wow, first of all, do you ever just get so caught up in a Netflix marathon that your skin almost petrifies? Because, Let wow. me know. Let me know in the comments down below. <laughs> Leave us a SoundCloud comment if <laughs> you ever need someone to burn your castle down so that you don't petrify yourself because, holy shit, that's a mood. You never know. You never know. It's true. All right. So they get over to Charlie's house, right? And Bella's bitching about her contacts where we get a little bit of information about the color of her eyes. It's been a while since we got that update. Um, she says it's going to be a while before they turn amber. So, hey. I'm trying really hard not to make a reference, but just so you know. I'm not going to play in the space with you. I refuse to. Cody! Yeah, what's up? Collaborating! What color is my energy, Cody? <laughs> Cody! <laughs> I just can't believe, like, Hey, Allie's love language is gifts, and for Christmas she gave me, like, the fucking bracelet, which was amber, and the fucking, like, description, like, was about, like, good vibes and energy, and I was like, <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> fucking. <sighs> it's only because you're the best, and I wanted to make sure that you just had a constant reminder of 311 on your bod at all times. That's true. I gotta, gotta know. Gotta remember. Yep. Anyway, so there you go. You made it, not me. So anyway, they get there. Charlie is apparently amazed by how much 
Nessie has grown. He also says, and you look skinny. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Charlie. Like, hey, whoa. She's like three. <laughs> like, yeah. stop it. But then we find out that Bella is leaving. She's been having this like weird sort of conversation, but not really conversation with Jake on the way there. So that Jake is like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. But she makes the excuse to Charlie that she's going to go Christmas shopping. And that's why she's leaving. But we all know she's finally going to go look up that address that Alice gave. Yeah. We get some update as she's driving about her powers and that she's getting better with her shield. Great. Good job, Bella. You're super strong. Wow. Proud of you. So glad that you're a I tank. love my tank wife. <laughs> I know. I love I, my fucking tank. <laughs> so glad that she's just so strong. <laughs> On the way there. We find out that she gets to Seattle and that the area that she's in is not nice, which would have been fine if Stephanie didn't go on for 20 more pages about all this. Mm. Now, she does, though, of course, because she's Stephanie. One of the things that she says is, quote, everything had faded to shades of gray. And this is when I threw my Kindle out the window. (laughs) Because all I could imagine was E.L. James being like, hmm, that's it. <laughs> That's it, folks. <laughs> I found it. There she is. And it's like, this isn't the first time that Stephanie has said gray in multiples, right? right? But it's right. like, this is enough of a time for E.L. James to be like, okay, I got it. I understand. I've unlocked Stephanie's secret message. She wants me oh. to do this. <laughs> I've cracked the Da Vinci code. This is for code. you, E.L. James. Oh, my God. Carry my legacy. <laughs> And make it really, really sexy. Super sexy. And also guns, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Add whips and chains and murder. (laughs) Murder, espionage. Exactly. Criminal crimes. Criminal crimes. (laughs) (laughs) So we get all this stuff, right? And all of a sudden, we go from super creepy family stuff to now we're in an Ocean's 8 plot, right? Belle's, like, in it, right? She loves this shit. This is her jam. She's trying to find Jay Jenks, but there's this weird guy in a duster that's just, like, hanging out on a bench, but he's in, like, quasi-nice clothes and trying to have a conversation with her. And so she's like, is this... Am I in a video game? Like, am I trying to encounter a boss here? What's happening? We found out the guy's name is Max. She's trying to be like, listen, dude, help me help you. I'm just trying to... (laughs) Just trying to do a damn thing right now. Max eventually calls Jay Jenks and gets him on the phone. And eventually, after literally pages of all of this, it takes so long, we find out that the Cullens are priority clients and that she was sent to not necessarily the wrong address, but not the address that she as a priority client should have been sent to, which is fine. Max thought she was a cop, but she was too pretty to be a cop, which, like, Ugh. rude and it was gross. was so gross. And um, then he was like, oh, you're married, too? I can't even catch a break. It's like, hey, sir, stop. Yep. So apparently married pretty cops don't exist. So yeah. sorry to break that news to all of you. Oh, and How Max, are we going to cope? I know. Max starts offering up all these things as if, like, he just gifts all this small talk, right? He's like, so what are you into? You into diamond smuggling? Are you into, like, killing people? You into papers? What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> 
Bella goes to what she expects is going to be a high rise. It's not. It's in this like random strip mall in this neighborhood. Sure. Which very much more appropriate for Seattle, but that's fine. <laughs> she gets there. As soon as she walks in, Jay Jenks, aka Mr. Scott, like screams at his assistant and is like, I'm expecting someone that's super important. Just ah! send them in. <laughs> She's like, she's she just got here. And she's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> I just love that Bella, like, looks at the assistant and points at herself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi. <laughs> That's me. Hi, hello. <laughs> Which is super cute. So they go through all this thing. And Bella's starting to click what's going on, right? She starts to realize why Alice did all of this stuff for her. And it's for Renesme, But... One of the things in the process of her clicking this is she's like, I wasn't sure why Alice gave me this, quote, ghetto address. And it's like, Stephanie, Uh, what the fuck? Stop this. No. Stop. Anyway, so that's gross. But she's starting, Bella's starting to click at this, right? So she's realizing she needs papers. And the reason that she would need papers is not for her, but it would be for her daughter. And the reason that she would need those is if they lost, right? Yeah. So she's like, oh, shit. But she's, like, starting to have this mental breakdown. She can't do that in front of Jay Jinx, a.k.a. Mr. Scott. And (laughs) so she's trying to come up with this plan. She decides she needs to get papers for Nessie and for Jake. And this is when, like, it's just, it's sad, right? That she's having to think about her death and her whole family's death and Edward's death and plan all of this. Like mortality and shit, you know. Yeah, she's having this whole crisis, right? But then Stephanie, (laughs) in the the moment of planning this, Jay Jinks is like, yeah, totally. We can get you all these papers. There's no problem. What are the names that you want to put on these? (sighs) And it's the worst. It goes so bad. Because Bella's like, oh, yeah, totally. So let's go ahead. The boys won. Let's put Jacob. Oh, wolf. Let's put Jacob wolf. And for the girls one, let's put, um, yeah, let's put Vanessa. And let's do, yeah, let's do Vanessa wolf, actually. And I just. Ma'am, what the fuck? (sighs) Anyway. The worst thing. But you know what would be a better name for Renesme? Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Like, if you wanted to go with the Nessie nickname so bad, yeah. you could have just done Vanessa. Vanessa is a perfectly appropriate name. Yeah. It's still adorable. And can be Nessie. And can be Nessie. Or Nessa, if you wanted. Even better. If you if you could be so bold. <laughs> if you could. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, they've do generic middle name she doesn't give a shit about that apparently and she's like whatever fuck (laughs) she went through this whole thing planning out names and then she doesn't give a damn and she plans out ages for them whatever of course so she had a photo on there that she assumed was just luck it wasn't alice planned out this whole thing why would you ever assume that anything would be coincidence with alice yeah come on (laughs) and then they plan out that it's a rush order but fucking Bella, because she's a Virgo and plans out everything, had literally all this cash just, like, in her bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who does this? And Jay Jinks is like, oh, no, 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 no. We do half now, half when we meet, just so that you know that I'm going to bring this on the right. day of. So, but she's like, oh, no, I know you're going to do this for me. <laughs> 
which was cute and very naive of her. <sighs> Baby. Very pure. The chapter ends with kind of a, in a weird way. I don't know if you got a weird vibe with the way that the chapter yeah. ended. Um, it was kind of like Stephanie was setting up something for Jay Jenks. Right. But, but not it, to fulfill anything. Yeah. It was setting it up of like he had something on his mind, but then she just kind of leaves it there. You know what? I don't, whatever. That's not important, huh? <laughs> yeah. Cause she says on like the last couple lines of the chapter, Bella mentions like it would have been nice to have Edward here. So I would have known what Jay Jenks' like real worries were. But then it just ends with them deciding <laughs> that they're going to see each other in a week. And so it's like, what? Like, oh, what well, was the point? Guess I'll never of know. This? <laughs> anyway. That's that's how this chapter ends of fucking anyway. <laughs> yeah, so fucking all right. So chapter 34, they get back to the house and Edward's being a sentimental bastard. So he starts playing Bella's lullaby when she gets back to the house. Cuz he's just a blushing bride all the time. He's just so sad all the time. Yep. Misses his wife. He does. It's been a long day. She's been gone all day and like how rude of her, honestly. He's had to be home trying to be a good housewife the whole time. I so they get back. Renesmee's asleep. So Bella shows that she actually did get Christmas gifts for just Renesmee. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that you wanted to make Christmas a thing. I have so much to do. I have so much to prepare. Um, and she's like, it's really not a big deal, Edward. Like, please stop. <laughs> I just wanted to get one thing for our daughter. So Edward, as usual... He's just trying to play a perfect housewife because Bella's been gone all day. And that's a really long time. It's rude of her to be gone all day. So she comes back with a Christmas gift for Renesmee to try and show that she's actually done something. And Edward's like, what do you mean? You want to celebrate Christmas? I have only a few days. I can't believe you gave me no time. And Bella's like, like, it's really not a big deal. Hey, You guys are sabotaging me. (laughs) I know. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get something for our daughter. <laughs> so she <laughs> Since realized. Since her first Christmas? Exactly. So she shows the kind of gift that she ended up picking out that has a little locket and the photos inside that, of course, is inscribed in a different language. It had to be French. <sighs> and it includes the, the words more than my own life on there. So anyway, Edward's like, so let's go home. And Bella's like, but I wanted to, I wanted to fight. I've been gone all day. I need to make up for lost time. And Edward is like crying. He's like, Bella, I just, I just want to hold you for a little bit. You've been gone for like two hours. I just need this time together. And she's like, okay, fine, I guess. And so they go home. Good times, had for all. I love it. They get back to the house and... Edward is trying to just, like, spoon his wife and catch up on the day. Um, <laughs> some of that good thing cuddling him. He's just trying to be a perfect husband. But, of course, Bella and her typical Virgo self is all focused on mortality and death. Sure, yeah. um, Because that's what her day has been like. Whereas <laughs> he has been trying to be the perfect housewife and all he could think about was his wife, right? And so these next, like, 15 pages are all about... Her focused on trying to send Jacob and Renesmee off. And of course that makes sense about Alice's strategy. And she can't live without Edward. And if he's leaving the world, then she'd be right behind him. It's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it's just so morbid. So anyway, the next day is Christmas. And 
it's such a mood, right? Because they go over to Charlie's place and one of my favorite parts is that she describes his Christmas tree and exactly where he stopped decorating the tree and he just like gave up. Right. Which is such a mood. But everyone's there. So all the wolves are there. The little Colin family is there. So it's super cute. And it's just trying to imagine, you know, Charlie's little house just like packed to the brim with everyone there, which is super pure. But we have to talk about Renesmee's gifts really quick. Real So it's just a lot. So there's, of course, the locket that Bella and Edward gave, which sentimental and fine. (laughs) But so Edward's gift, right? This MP3 player, which like, first of all, MP3 player. (laughs) Throwback. So you can listen to some hot MP3s. Right. I just love that she included the fact that it's, it held 5,000 songs of oh Edward's God. favorites, which, like, Jesus cool. Christ. But we need to talk about the fact that Jacob's so You can always gift. remember your father and the music he liked. <laughs> <laughs> Those dank tunes. <laughs> My dank 80s tunes. Where I brewed in a car parking lot and met your wife. And met your mom, who's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all these screamo tracks and these hot <laughs> disco tunes. Just really sad door songs that I birded in my car to <laughs> on the radio. Oh my god, yep. Okay, but we have to talk about Jacob's gift really quick. Because Jacob, Jacob, why? Just in general. <laughs> just in general. Like, I just needed to get that out there really quick. But also, so here's the thing, right? He made this gift, which like, fine, good, great. But also, it's his version of a promise ring for an actual baby. What? I hate this motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? So much. And like, please stop. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. It's it's moments like these where I'm I really am like, wow, people really liked Jacob. How? I don't understand. What yeah. was redeeming about this boy in any capacity? And the worst Can't part think of one is that like Edward and Bella are pissed about it, right? But then in the next paragraph, she's like, so soon I'd be giving. Renesmee over to Jacob for safekeeping, which, ew, gross. What? what? And then the next sentence Protect she says... my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know love, why he has this voice. <laughs> I love that you're using the Taken voice, right? Like, yes, I have a certain uh, set of skills. <laughs> literally, in my mind, I'm like, why is this a Liam Neeson voice? That's fucking weird. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I do such a good Liam Neeson voice. You do. Like, it's so spot <laughs> <Thank> on. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen a single Taken movie in my life. But somehow, I got it down pat. Yeah, I don't... Those are so crucial to, like, society. (laughs) Are they? I mean, apparently not, because you've just, like, nailed it in one. So apparently you don't (laughs) need them, but, like... I I mean, I'm open to the idea of watching them. I just haven't gotten around to it. There's so many films. I just I mean, you have to use the bingo board of, like, drinking when for them. Because they're so fucking wild. But apparently you... Just needed to watch yeah. The Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe to nail your Liam Neeson, so fuck me, I, I guess. Shit. You know um, what? I'll, I'll, I'll let my people know. We'll plan something. We'll, we'll put in the books. I'll Just have my people it. call your people. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out. So anyway, and the next sentence, she's like, how could I be bothered by any symbol of commitment that I was so relying on? So like, here's the thing, Bella. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love you, Bella. Like, you're my fave, and I would do anything yeah. for you, but like, you're quote-unquote best friend just gave your one-year-old toddler a promise ring 
Oh. That's the grossest shit I've ever heard. Maybe, like, figure that shit out. Yeah. Maybe. So, this is supposed to be great, right? Christmas. Literally my favorite holiday. The best time of the year. And during all this, Bella's like, wow, I'm so glad that we're going to die. And I have to say goodbye to my father. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> literally, <Hey>. like, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where Take the wheel, actually. <laughs> Honestly. So, anyway, they get home. And they're, like, driving home or whatever. And all Bella can think about is, like, shit, I need to give Jacob these documents. I need to write a note for Charlie. I need to write a note to my daughter and tell her that I love her. So <laughs> I that, love my daughter. <laughs> so that, like, when I'm dead, she can remember that I care about her. And it's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, remember when just this, these, like, five sad emo music. Remember when this was all, like, trip, trip? Like, oh, fuck, I love this dead guy. <laughs> like, shh. <laughs> Now we're like, uh, stop. Yeah. So they get home, and the vampires are having a spat. But it's not like they're fighting and, like, snapping each other's necks. They're just, like, having a little bit of a hissy fit with each other. Because Alistair, the broody professor that taught me my romanticism class he (laughs) (laughs) he dipped he left this fight to go to portland to teach me yeah (laughs) and (laughs) he had other duties to attend to right exactly and so that kind of set off some emotions with everybody else and so the egyptian coven is starting to get pissed aka just a moon because he's like yo we can't do this like what happens when the volturi are like nah fuck you we're gonna just kill all of you um, and he's upset, right? Because Benjamin is super important to him. And Benjamin sure. is the guy that can manipulate the earth, wind, and fire. Yeah. Like, do you remember? I um, do. I do. And so they're having the spat. Anyway, nothing really important happens from that other than just to kind of cast out as an audience. Because it all ends up being fine. Like, at the end of it, they're like, we're gonna fight. Okay? And then it just ends up leading to every vampire just committing their loyalty to the Collins yeah. for about 25 pages. And that's about it. Um, like, it's just <laughs> a lot. But the end of the chapter is kind of important because Bella has a crisis. She has a straight-up panic attack hey. about Dimitri, <laughs> which is fair. Like, this is yeah. a really stressful time. Sure. And, you know, Christmas brings up a lot of emotions for a lot of folks. Sure. So it's fair. But she's thinking about her powers and the actual strength of them and if she can actually help everybody else. And so she's talking to Edward, and she's like, what if this is a mistake? Like, what if you put all this trust in me, and I actually just fail, all of you? And he's like, what? What? What are you doing? Hey. Hey. (laughs) So anyway, she's freaking out. And then on that same path, she's like, wait, hold on a second. What about nobody else can get inside my head, but wait a second, Renesmee can. And what does that mean? And she's like, oh, shit. She's like, my shield has holes why didn't nobody tell me this? And he's like, well, actually, I've been thinking about this for a while. (laughs) So they go about this whole conversation. And he's like, well, I have a few theories about why this could be, right? He's like, well, the first one is she's half you. I didn't know if you were aware of that, Bella, but your daughter, genetically, she's half you. Turns out, 50% you, my dude. (laughs) So maybe her brain runs on the same radio frequency as you do. So that could be one. You know how brains work. <laughs> you know, you know the brain stuff. <laughs> or <laughs> well, that's how he fucking explains it. And he's like, they're two just iPhone screaming at each other, <laughs> literally. 
<laughs> she's like still freaking out and he's like or Bella, hey Bella or <laughs> right. she has the same power as yours just flipped and no one can keep her out so no. I know <laughs> she's a virus but the good kind you know yeah, but like fun and delightful right exactly so if Aro just allows her to explain her thoughts maybe it'll all be fine and there's this sentence that Bella says in her head where she's like, quote, I shudder to think of Renesmee so close to Aro's greedy, milky eyes. And can you for a fucking second just imagine someone with, quote, greedy, milky eyes and what, what? that brings to your it. mind? I hate it. Because that's some nasty shit right there. No, thank you. Anyway, so the chapter ends with them kind of imagining, like, will this be enough to stop Aro? And they don't know. And so that's where chapter 32 ends. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So next week, we have chapter 35, Deadline, and chapter 36, Bloodlust. So we're so close to the end, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So soon. Soon, but not yet. (laughs) I think those lines from Tangled. So sorry about that. But that's okay. That's fine. (laughs) We did get sent some screenshots this week so thank you to cat of diamonds for doing that thank you you. very much that's very good i appreciate that finally someone listens to us when we give you instructions yeah fucking some finally someone does their fucking homework exactly i appreciate that a lot and we are officially at 50 ratings on itunes so that's very good thank you for that help us get to that one hundo though holy shit that would be very good Imagine I, that would be very good. So if you haven't already, Apple Podcast app. That would be very nice. All the stars. Or, you know, whatever stars you feel is enough. <laughs> yeah, I won't pressure you. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, try to sway your vote or whatever. So we have some amazing patrons. Oh! Our, our $10 patrons include Rachel Black. Ow! And Jessica Stanley. Ooh! And Katie Weber. And if you're not on our list, as our fantastic Megan Tanja says, you need to get right with your credit card provider. Yeah, get on it. What's the holdup? It's a new month. Let's do that shit. Yeah, exactly. And I would check back on our Patreon to see some new changes that are coming out. Yeah. So that's good. Okay, so we got sent a fan fiction this week. Um, So thank you to Taylor Brown. Ow! Um, this one is titled A Sincere Deception, and it was written by, oh god, ex-mainstream emo borderline hardcore X. Great. Wow. I can't believe I just said that with my mouth. This was published on November 26th of 2008. Alright. And it has over 110,000 words. So, wow. Damn. Um, and it's from Chapter 2, Electric Shock. The way that this was sent was that it's like an emo Bella Edward story. Oh, boy. As so, if they weren't emo enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's honestly, it's honestly a lot for me to read. Like, I, I looked at this, and even just the way that it's written is, it was written in 2008. Like, this is, it's a lot for me to handle. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. So this is from Edward's perspective, I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
to chapter two. Esme and Carlisle are two of the greatest people I know. Not only did they adopt me when I was seven, but two years later they adopted Jasper, nine at the time, and three months after that, Emmett came into our lives. Emmett is a year older than Jasper and myself, although he acts years younger. Emmett has been in and out of foster homes his whole life. His parents were young and gave him up when he was born. No one is really sure why none of Emmett's other families stuck, because he may look like a grizzly bear, but in truth, he's just a teddy. Jasper is Carlisle's nephew. Carlisle's sister passed away giving birth to his younger brother. They both didn't make it, and she never said who the father was of either boy. And me? Well, let's just say no one wanted me. The first day of school is always so much fun. Not. <laughs> it's bad enough. Emmett and Jazz spend an hour in front of the mirror before they go anywhere, but no. Today there are three new girls, sisters, coming to school, and the boys want first pick, and they're welcome to it. Although I am slightly interested, I mean, having the same dumb cheerleaders swooning after me all day, every day can get repetitive. They spelled repetitive wrong. That's really cute. I'm looking <laughs> forward to how these new girls will treat the colant boys and scene. Damn. I love it. Yeah. It's, oh God. He talks about later in this chapter wearing like silver tea that has like a band on it from 2008 that I don't even know. It's so bad. Damn. Oh, God. So, yeah. Ugh. Well, as we say in Forks. Uh, get bit. This is an Earbud Media production. You can follow the network on Twitter at Earbud Media. You can also follow this show at Into the Twilight almost everywhere, or check out our Tumblr at intothetwilight.show. Our wonderful artwork is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosthost44 on Instagram. Our music is done by Eli Krause, who you can find at krausefilms.com. The intro and outro is done by kb underscore underscore smith on Twitter. You can follow Allie at Into Wild Places, and you can follow me at Dyke Discourse. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye! You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Hey Dan. Hey, what's up, John? I just wanted to uh, confirm that we were recording Monday. Yes. Uh, what are we recording for? Oh, it's our new podcast. Our podcast, the the, the strange little people. One, strange right? little people, yeah. Yeah, the one on Earbud Media Production. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. You can the, listen to it. The one that we update every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, dude. When we have new guests all the time. Sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, and we talk about current events and stuff. People should listen to it, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think people would like it. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but I, mean, I hope you would. Did you put out the ad yet? The uh, flyers? Yeah, I, I'm doing it right now, as we speak. No, you're sitting down. You're no, not... no, this is happening right now, as we speak. John, why did my hand just go through you? Oh my god. John. We'll talk about it next week.